You might think that financial planning is only for older people, but it can be valuable for individuals at all stages of life. At Zenith Wealth, we help our clients through their 20s, right through to their 70s and beyond, working with them to make sure their dreams come true and they have a life they love. We offer a wide range of financial services that can include advice on superannuation or cash flow management, investment, debt reduction, personal insurances, aged care and much, much more. And Zenith Wealth aligns itself with only the very best strategic service partners so you can be assured that if we can't help you, we can refer you to an expert who can. You can learn more about Zenith Wealth at zenithwealth.com.au or if you're about the place, you can pick up the phone, give us a call, pop on in and say good day at 50 Marine Terrace or 56 Best Street, Devonport. Come and say good day to Kelly, Grant, Corey, Leanne, Danny and the team at zenithwealth.com.au. Are you ready, G? I'm ready. I think Scotty's ready. It gets me going, G. <laughs> it does have a nice punch to it, doesn't it? It is a wicked song. Um, it really, really is. Back to Scotty, my man. The Scotty the sound guy. Scotty, Scotty Steiner. And uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you going? Did you have a good weekend? I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, Fantastic. I uh, actually took the lovely down to Hobart for the weekend. We went down on Friday morning. Beautiful spot in Hobart. Um, and Salamanca Market's all back up and running again. Uh, back up and running, but not... As, as, as busy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I think they've restricted the stalls. Uh, there's obviously, due to COVID, there's a gate in and a gate out. But still, you know, I had, I had this delightful um, three cheese pastry thing. Oh, my God, I love the pastries in, um, down there. Dipped Beautiful in uh, homemade chilli sauce down there, and it had a real bite to it. That was nice. Um we had a good time. We enjoyed a nice meal out. Uh, have you ever been to Miwire in Sandy Bay? I haven't been to Miwire in Sandy Bay, but I've heard people talk about this uh, place. It would probably be the best restaurant that I have frequented in Tasmania ever. Okay, that's um, a really big call. It's a very big call. It's Chinese, but the service there is absolutely amazing. Cannot beat good service uh, at any restaurant. I'll go ahead like a Szechuan duck. So, oh, uh, did you eat duck? I uh, love the duck, you know, and Ooh. I had... Uh, had the prawn and sea urchin spring rolls. That actually sounds disgusting. It does sound disgusting, but believe sea it or urchins. not, sea urchin actually has quite a nice taste to it. Really? Yeah, oh. and, and I thought it was by myself, <laughs> and I had a bottle, and wine lovers will get this. Um, I had a beautiful bottle of uh, 2015 Penfold Saint Honoré Shiraz. Well, that sounds very fancy. It was very, very fancy. It was very, very nice. It was decanted. Um, it was uh, just beautiful. So. I had quite a good weekend, quite a good evening, uh, laid on the couch in the uh, apartment <laughs> while Erin uh, did her shopping. Um, you know, I, I like shopping, but... There's a limit There's to a it. limit to yeah, it. I can shop all day. I do not have yeah. a problem with shopping. Yeah, I can shop for myself, but I do get sick of looking at kids dresses. Clothes. Well, <laughs> yeah, kids' clothes. And kids' clothes. I, you know, um, what I notice is that you know, there's a lot of guys, obviously, that, that, that go shopping with their partners and... The, basically, out in the mall or outside the change rooms, there's lots of lots of men sitting there just playing on their, on phone. their phones. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, so there's a real community of guys out there that <laughs> check you should out. start like a little club. Ah, uh, we could yeah. do. It's not not. It wouldn't be an exclusive club. I think most uh, married or partnered men would would. Uh, be uh, a willing club member. <laughs> be willing in that understanding yeah. as well. Um, so how about your weekend? What did you get yeah, up to? Yeah, it was good. It was nice and relaxing, relaxing actually, Grant. So that was really nice. For a change, it's been a little bit hectic, but I certainly had a nice relaxing weekend, catching up with a few people and things like that. So, oh, that's fantastic. And playing Farm Girl, of course, playing with my sheep and, oh. and a pony. So that was oh, really lovely. nice as well. Yep. 
Lovely. I'd like a little hobby farm one day. Yeah, it's great fun. Lots and lots of fun. But I'll tell you what I've been really excited about tonight, about uh, our guest this evening. Very excited. Yes, you've delivered tonight, young lady. Absolutely. You have delivered, delivered. tonight because we are going to place a phone call to a wonderful, wonderful lady. Uh, gee, you know all about her more than, uh, than than I certainly do, but I've done my research. and Yes, you have. You know, she must be semi-famous. She has her own Wikipedia. <laughs> she does have her own Wikipedia, and that actually makes you really famous, doesn't it? Well, I like, think you... I, I want to be that person. Well, you know you can actually just go and start... Can you just go and pay for it or something? No, you don't even pay for it. Oh, You're my just God. Like, why haven't I done this before? I want a Wikipedia. Well... You're going to do it. By next week, you'll have a Wikipedia page. Oh, my God, this page. is fantastic. So, <laughs> so um, but you have to repay the favour. Okay. <laughs> so, let's put a call in to the beautiful Tracy Bevan and uh, let's Tracy see if we can, Bevan, very we can excited, get her on the... Tracy if we Bevan can, from the McGrath Foundation. Awesome. Very here. excited to talk to Tracy. Here we go. Here we go. Let's ring her. It's ringing. Hello. Well, hello, there Tracy. She is. Hi, Tracy. Hi. How are <laughs> you tonight? I'm very good, thank you. So uh, you're here with me, Grant uh, and G, of course, who hello. you're very familiar with and you know very well. You don't know me too well. Um, you might you might want to know me better after this, or you might think <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I don't want to know this guy at all. But um, thank you so much for giving up your time and uh, coming and joining us here tonight on Get the Know How. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're really excited. And, of course, we know how busy you are, Tracy. Of course, just had Pink Up Your Town as well. There's been Pink Stumps Day all over the all over Australia as well. So tell us a little bit about you, Tracy. I mean, we all know who you are. Um, and of course, well, our listeners might. Well, list- listeners may not. If they don't know you, there's something wrong. <laughs> but I was, I was just saying, Tracy, you, you must be semi-important <laughs> because you do have a Wikipedia page. Oh, do I? Yes, you do, and I'm so jealous right now. I don't have one. Oh, I don't know. No, I've... I'll make you one. You'll make me one beautiful. <laughs> oh, thanks, Trace. Are you, now, you're going to make G one? Because if you are, it's going to save me from doing it. <laughs> he was like, she's got her own Wikipedia page. I'm like, what? I want one of those. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, we better get a one. Yeah, we, I think you should. Yeah, we I think better it's get important. a one. So, yeah, Trace, tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you're a, a very, very busy lady, and... Um, You've been involved with the McGrath Foundation now for quite a few years and, and we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But uh, I guess prior to that, what can you tell us about yourself? Where are you from and, you know, what got you to this point to where you are today? Yep, okay. So I'm born in the UK, in Manchester. Oh, you're a pom. I'm, yeah, I'm a pom. She is. Can't you tell <laughs> by that accent? I can now. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm talking. You can hear me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I met. I moved to Australia in '94 after meeting um, Michael Bevan, um, the old half-bean cricketer, and um, absolute legend yeah. as well, of course. Well, you well, know. you know, in the cricket on the cricket field. <laughs> well, <laughs> not in our house. Yeah. 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 He was. He was okay. He wasn't a bad player. He wasn't a bad player. He was very handy with the bat, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, so um, thankfully I met him in 93, moved to Australia in 94. And um, yeah, since then I've been um, mother, wife, friend, everything. I've just, and I honestly thank God every single day. And I know that this might sound like, you know, she's just saying that, but I thank God every day that I'm so blessed to call, you know, Australia home. Because yeah, I've yep. been all around the world. It's one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been to. And I'm just so proud to at home. Well, I guess but, um, you would have travelled a lot too, with the especially touring around with the cricket and everything. You would have been to a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. One of the places I wanted to go to was India, but I never got there because Mark used to say that it would just be too much emotionally for me. Yeah. Because I'm just such one of those people who just wants to fix the world. So Mark used to say to me, "Oh, Tracy, it's, it's great, but." I think emotionally it'll be just too much for you, so I never got there. But yeah, really, really lucky to have travelled to lots of countries with with Michael and the Australian cricket team. But also living in England, you know, Europe was just an doorstep, so I did a lot of travel oh, when man. I was younger too. Amazing. Yeah. One of the things that um, you know I I envy about Europe, and uh, obviously we don't we don't have it here at all, is but our neighbours are just across the you know. Um, Across the way there, we can we can drive and be in another country in a matter of hours. Um, 
And I've always, you know, I like that European rivalry, particularly, you know, with their sport and uh, I guess football over there, soccer, um, as we call it. Um, But, you know, they're so parochial and um, that country rivalry, we, we just don't quite have that here in Australia, do we? No, you don't. But I think it's just because you're so far away from anyway. I think you have it with each state, though, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we do. Especially with the AFL. Queensland opening up to us, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like the French. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone loves the French, don't they? When in uh, England, <laughs> they do. No, they don't. Um, but they you know, don't do they? So, Tracy, no. you moved here in '94. Did you say? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and what happened from there? So then I, um, well, I. I didn't meet Jane, my best friend, Jane McGrath, until 96. So from 94 to 96, it was just really, I think, to be honest with you, I think I was going home a few times because it was really tough. Yeah. Because Michael, obviously, I signed up for a cricket. He wasn't playing for Australia when I met him. But then he got picked in April 94 when Alan Border retired and Mike took his spot. Um, and then it was a case of me moving over and he was never here. Yeah, so of it was course. really lonely. Yeah. You know, it was really lonely, and I I was so close to my family in the UK um, that it was really difficult. And, and not not that I ever wondered if I'd made the right move because I remember leaving home and giving my mum and my sister a hug, but crying on the flight, not because I'd left them, but because it was so easy to leave them. Yeah, because right. I knew that okay. I needed to be with Michael. But then coming over and him never being with me, it was really difficult. So I had I had a few, you know, bad days, like on my own lonely. Yeah. But then Michael agreed to play county cricket. So that was great. He played for Yorkshire and that meant that I could go home and being from Manchester it wasn't that far away from where I lived. And um so Mike played county cricket for years. So I'd spend six months in Australia and six months in England and yeah, that was really good. I loved it. Yeah, so so when before uh, Michael and yourself went back to the UK and he was playing with Yorkshire, I mean, typically over a twelve month period, um, how many days would Michael be absent? I could go away for you know, say you go on tour to India and he'd be gone for you know a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, that's and a long time. That's a long it time. Was. Yeah, and but you had the kids. That, had the kids work. by then, Tracy? No, no, no this is like okay. early days. Yeah, this wow. is really early days. But um, and the thing is, I remember going to Yorkshire once, and um, I was with Michael, and he even even in England, he'd take me around with him when he was playing games before we had cricket, before I had children. And I remember one of the guys from um, Yorkshire, he come up to me, and he goes, "Oh, hello." He goes, "Oh, you're you're here." And I said, "Well, yeah." And he goes, "Well, you know, in my days, Tracy, we never used to take our wife down." Pit. Oh wow! And I said to him, I said, "Oh, I'm sure you didn't." I said, "But in your days, you never went down pit for two months, did you?" Um, <laughs> Good comeback. So, I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, it was more of a case of having to be make the relationship work. You needed to spend time together, otherwise, of course. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's. I never complained about being a cricket wife because. I mean, there's lots of harder jobs in the world. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just, it was pretty lonely. And if you were not strong enough to get on and live your own life separate as well from, you know, your partner, you just can't survive. It's just really tough. Do you think, do you think it would be even harder today, given that there's social media and, um, you know, like, um, I guess, uh Facebook and Instagram and the news and everything else and and everything's reported so quickly now and do you think in this in this day and age it would be I guess harder to stay at home and and be relaxed if you you know see a, a snapshot of um you know your husband talking to some fans or maybe drinking out in a bar or that type of thing because that's what happens yeah. now isn't it and, and and would would that have been tougher you think well I think it'd be I think it depends what you what you think because, I mean, it would have been easier because when I met Michael, the only way we could stay in contact was by telephone. And I'm, I am, kid you not, it used to cost me £40 oh a phone God. call. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And even more for Michael. Yeah, wow. yeah. And What's even that? Michael, it was more for him because he'd be in a hotel room. Yeah. So it cost us That's what it cost like, Now you can FaceTime, you know, you can FaceTime each other on yeah, Facebook so- and, and things. So it's totally different now. 
That's right. So that in that case, it would be a lot easier. Yeah. But I think, I think that um, you know, for other reasons, you know, people's opinions. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if they're you know if they're out there doing whatever they're doing and they're stupid enough to get caught, whatever. You know, yeah, you're going to see it, right. about it anyway. But I mean, so it, I perhaps like I'd like social media for that. I think most wives would. <laughs> yeah, I would say everyone does have an opinion now, um, and I think that uh, as a society, we're we're almost too quick to voice our opinion, um, particularly mm-hmm. on social media. And what I've found is is that the the world's become so fast that uh, quite often. Um, you know, people are commenting on the headline without actually reading the article. Yes, they do, don't they? I've yeah, noticed that. they do. And um, I think it, it, it's a pretty sad state of affairs when it gets to that because you, you'll see something and you'll scroll down scroll down through the comments and there's just some hideous <laughs> stuff that's written um, about whatever subject it might be. Um, that just People just need to answer real quick for whatever reason. I, I don't know. No one sort of... Seems to relax, take it in, think about it. They just write it. They just write it. <laughs> they just pretty much yeah, just type it know, out. Do you, know, do you know what I think, though? I think that there's a lot of people who are sat in their homes who, when they go out in the world, don't really have, you know, in the real world, have an opinion or are too scared to say what they really feel. Yep. But once they get home and behind a keyboard, they become this person yeah, who just thinks yep. they can say or do whatever they like. And I think if you confront them, you know, they usually would back down or be oh, make an excuse. Yep. So I just think that, I mean, my daughter's in the world of YouTube. And, yeah, she um, is. You She's know, a pretty famous YouTuber, actually. I forgot to tell yeah. Grant that little story. Yeah. She's very but famous a YouTuber. I think that for her, you know, you've just got to not read it. Because I say to her, you know, you can't take the good and not take the bad. Do you know what I mean? You've just got to either not listen to any of it, you know, or just read it and leave it. Because it's just, and I always say to her, so you're going to give little Johnny, 12-year-old Johnny, the power to make you feel bad? Don't even bother. So I think think you've just got to take it all with a pinch of salt, honestly. You've just not got to read it. Just forget it. So tell us about your children. How many do you have? Um, I used to always include Michael there. I used to say three, but now I've only got two. <laughs> two children. <laughs> They're a bit like that, aren't they, the husbands? They're a bit like oh, another child. Yeah. Sorry, Grant, but no, it's no, true. No, no. <laughs> no you, I won't argue with that. I yeah. will agree. <laughs> yeah, I've got two. I've got Olivia, um, Liv, she's 22, and I've got Millie. She's um, just – actually, she's 20 last week. Oh, fantastic. Oh, beautiful. And are they yeah. – uh, you know, they, well, Olivia's the YouTuber? She's the YouTuber, she yeah, is. Liz Seven, yeah. if you want to have a look. Yeah. Um, she's a singer. And she, she was, was on The, the Voice. I was going to say, she was yeah. on The Voice, wasn't oh, wow. she? She did really yeah, well too, I believe. Voice. Yeah. Yeah, she did good. Um, but she only ever went on there to try and get her social media, media up because she said, I mean, when she told me she wants to, she, she's at uni, and she rang me up one day and said, Mum, I need to get, I got off the bus. And I went, what do you mean? She said, I need to talk to you. I said, what? She went, this uni is not for me. I said, why? should I just looked around the bus and I saw everyone in a suit, everyone looking miserable. <laughs> and I thought, this Broke. is not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah so she said, so she got off the bus and she said, I don't want to do this anymore. And she went traveling around America on her own Beautiful. and she came home yep. to be yeah. on um, The Voice. And then she said she was going to start doing YouTube. And since then, she's as happy as Larry. Oh, that's fantastic. You've got to do it's what amazing, makes you happy. And, and so she's been like it. Did she makes a, an income out of yeah. YouTube and, and uh, honestly, it's a different world, Grant. Let me tell you. Until, like I said, when she said she wasn't going to university, I was thinking yeah. all that years private education kill me now. But then, <laughs> when, <laughs> but then I've got into this YouTube. You got into it, haven't you? You're you're like no, your biggest yeah. fan, surely. I can't. But, well, <laughs> let me tell you why. Because I've seen all her friends. Her her friends. Well, she had a boyfriend. And he's one of the biggest YouTubers in They're Australia. They're not together anymore? No, she oh. got rid of him. Oh, she got rid of him. Okay, we won't talk got about the him light. then. Yep, great, good. great. Yeah, we won't give him any airspace. Okay. Um, but she's got rid of him. But because of him, and um, she has to be careful because he manages her. His business still manages her. Um, <laughs> okay, we better but, be but nice. Saw, they're just too young. Um, yep. But she's had, um, she's met some incredible people and the money these 25, 26-year-olds make is 
Absolutely incredible. unbelievable. We're in the wrong game, Grant. Well, there's there's absolutely no reason why. We yeah, could do YouTube videos. Well, we could do that as well. You might be able to. Uh, you might be able to give us a a Some bit tips. of a good word in uh, Tracy with the with the manager there and see if he, he can yeah. make some money out of podcasting for us. <laughs> This we is don't our fifth. No, nah, that'd be good. I'll hold you to that. This is our fifth, our fifth episode. So um, I think we're getting better and better, and we're feeling a little bit more natural in front of the microphone every time. So absolutely, we love you know, it. Um, we love doing this, and we love talking to wonderful people like yourself. So Olivia, the YouTuber, and your youngest daughter. Uh, Millie, yeah. Well, she's Christmas. She was born uh, Millie, uh, Amelia, but I call her Millie. Millie, um, yep. yeah. She's at university, so she's studying to, um, psychology. Oh wow! And she told me not. Re- yeah, she told me recently that um, you won't be getting rid of me, Mum, because I'm going all the way to my masters. I'm oh, like, okay. that's Ooh. awesome! That's so great. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, she said I'll be home for six years. Oh I'm wow! Like, oh, good. That's <laughs> fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so yeah. So, the only thing about that, though, is she she wanted to go to uni for the whole experience, and she joined this year, three weeks in, and and then it was she struck. Oh well, the world was struck by COVID, so she's been online yeah, ever since. Yeah, of course. Okay, so she's yeah. still online. She's still yeah, studying she's still online. online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been very yeah. disruptive, and I can only imagine that um, it would have uh, been quite disruptive. Rich, God, I've got him. You really have. So you've got mouthful. to stop drinking the red wine. I've, I've, I think that's I've had the problem. Two sips. Two, um, okay. two gulps. Two gulps. Um, but it's been very disruptive, Yeah. this COVID, mm. and I imagine that with the work that you do, um, I guess it had a fairly big impact. Oh, huge. On many different levels. So on a level at the McGrath Foundation, obviously charity's been hit really hard, not yep. just the McGrath Foundation, but all charities, and we yeah. understand that. You know, we've all been hit in the pocket in, to some degree. So, yeah, we've been really smashed. But what that has me- meant is that our, our mission is for every Australian family experiencing breast cancer to have access to a breast care nurse where they live. So at the moment, we have 151 nurses yep. all across Australia. But unfortunately, because of COVID, we've now had to uh, revisit our strategy. And it's all about making sure we can continue funding our 151 We've had to stop looking at closing the gap and concentrate on keeping our nurses because there's no way can we look to lose a nurse in the community. Oh, absolutely not. No, you can't. And it doesn't seem like a lot when you think about how many nurses are in our hospitals. 151 Mm -hmm. across Australia is really not – it's not huge, is it, when you consider all the towns and the – um, thing so yeah. you know we've really got to get back on my word though I'm I'm just calculating the payroll uh, for 151 yeah, nurses in my uh, in the back of my mind and uh, by the time you throw in the ancillary benefits and everything else that you do yep. you, you're quite a big fundraising target yeah. to meet every year yeah 14 million dollars a year our breast cancer program costs the wow, foundation that's huge, yeah. isn't it? Well, it, well it is especially at the moment you know during COVID so. Yeah, it's been really tough. But not only have we been impacted um, in fundraising, because obviously we we raised funds through community, you know, communities right across Australia fundraised from us, as you know, Giovanni, because yeah. you're one of them. Yeah. Um, but so that's come to a screeching halt. Um, obviously, a lot of our corporates have been impacted too. Yeah. But what what's really been hard as well is our nurses have been impacted. Because back in March, when we first experienced COVID and everyone was, you know, a little bit, scared and more nervous than we are right now um people were not going for the treatment no so and of one, course one of the, yeah oh but listen to this this is that this is a shocking statistic that we found that 37 percent of um diagnoses are down we're down by 37 um, i've caught it from you now grant 37 uh, <laughs> percent. so what that actually means is right now in australia there is 8,000 women who do have breast cancer, but they don't know they've got breast cancer. Oh, oh that's, a, that's actually quite a scary figure. That's alarming. Yeah, that's really that alarming. alarming. It's very it alarming. Is. It's very alarming. It is. Um, so yeah. there's a, that's a, a huge impact that COVID's it's had. It's a massive mm-hmm. impact yeah. because, as you said, they, they, they couldn't go out and get mammograms because, you know, weren't allowed to. Um, you know, yeah. it wasn't a thing. Well, no, so even though they can. They're not going. They're not no. going. No. no, no, no. Um, it's uh, it's it's quite scary, you know. And our health is all we've got. So, exactly. um, and look, yeah. I I I uh, obviously uh, 
I don't know much about breast cancer because, uh, but I, I do know men can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but look, you know, I mean, I've, um, I've, I've been diagnosed with a little cancer myself, and yeah, uh, you have, yeah. and uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, it's one of them things, you know, you've got to manage it because, uh, you know, you don't, you mightn't be here. So, um, you know, we need ladies in the community to go out and and get their checks and, and not be scared yeah. of COVID and not be scared of coming out of their home. And I th- I'm hoping now that we're starting to get back to some sense of normality that that, that trend yeah. stops. Yeah. You know what? You know why? Because what's obviously 8,000 women right now have got breast cancer and don't know it, but the statistic, if there's one that you can like about breast cancer, is if you are diagnosed early enough and you get the right treatment for the right type of for the yes. type of cancer yep. that you've got, survival rate by the five year mark is ninety percent. Wow! So That's what's huge. really alarming is that there's eight women, eight thousand women right now who've got breast cancer and don't know it. And you know, if they were diagnosed early, survival rate is just is ninety percent. You know, so for us. We just encourage everyone to keep checking your breasts. Check your boobies, as, say, as they say. Yeah, well, we say if you grow them, know them. And, and that basically means, you know, get to know your breasts, get to know them, the shape, and keep checking them. And if you see any changes whatsoever, That's right. you need to go to your GP yep. because early diagnosis can be, be the difference. Absolutely. So um, couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, you know, um, I can only speak from my experience and uh, my 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 cancer. I've got right at the very very onset of it. So, and that's again from having regular checks. So, yep. um, it's it, I, you can't you can't uh, downgrade the importance of it. No, so, you can't. So, um, you met a lovely lady named Jane McGrath. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to how this all started. You, yep. you think you said you met her in nineteen ninety six? Did you hit it off straight away? We did. Well, no, I'm lying to you there, Glenn, because, <laughs> <laughs> because, well, so I knew Glenn McGrath's good, previous girlfriend to Jane, and we were really good friends because we both lived in Manly on the northern beaches of Sydney, and we were always together. And Glenn told me that he'd met a new girl and that I would love her because she's English. And I said, I'm not bothered because I'm still seeing your ex. Thanks so much. <laughs> um, and, but it was at an airport, at the airport when we were waiting for the boys to come back from a tour and I saw her, I saw Jane. And, you know, and I just looked at her and I knew how lonely this world could be. Yeah, so I said yep, you'd experienced her, it. Yeah, I knew because I'd lived, you know, and she's English, I'm English, the same age. And I asked her, did she fancy a cup of tea? And she said to me, oh, I thought you'd never ask. And mm. that was it. We were like sisters. We were together all the time on tour, off tour. We just bonded. You know, we finish, finish each other's sentences. And <laughs> when we had kids, I'd go to her house and we'd have my Millie and her Holly dressed in the same outfit. So it, was just, it was just like, you know, I'd known her all my life. And uh, I thank God that we, I knew her. And I know she used to say that about me because we both really helped each other settle in Australia. Like soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually say that, Grant. I do yeah. say that, you know, you can meet your husband, but if you're lucky enough to meet a soulmate who's a girlfriend, yeah. then you are so lucky. Oh, you yeah. You know, you're so yeah. lucky to share that time yeah. together and, you know, and, and be able we tell each other things that we didn't feel comfortable telling other people. We just yeah. had this really lovely bond and, um, yeah, and, Unfortunately, it was in 1997 I got married and we were on an Ashes tour and um, we were having the time of our life. And she knocked on my hotel room with just a towel wrapped around her and she said, Trace, can I come in? And I said, sure, what's the matter? She said, Glenn's asked me to get your opinion on something. I said, yeah, are you okay? And now what she said to me, I did not resonate, but now I know it's huge. And what she said to me was, Trace, does my boob look a funny shape to you? Mm. And she dropped the towel. I remember looking and thinking, oh, God, what's she talking about? And I said, no, they're great. You know, and I, I was laughing and she didn't <laughs> laugh. And I, I, I thought, oh, what's wrong? I said, you're making me scared. What's wrong? And she took my hand and placed it on her breast. And I knew instantly what she was asking me. Yeah, wow. And wow. it was like time stood still. And I could feel this frozen little pea lump. And um, at 31 years old, my best mate in all the world was diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. 
That's a really emotional. That sort of set me back a little bit there, choking in the tears. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. That's that's pretty amazing. And she and she beat it the first time, didn't she, Tracy? She did. That's what she did. I and you know what? Yeah. Yeah, she did. And she was. And because she was in remission, she got asked to write a book. And a book she wrote was called A Love for Life. And yes. it was a story of, you know, like a love story of meeting Glenn McGrath, who she never knew played Cricket Australia. And she, you know, she just didn't understand how famous he was. And she's just saying, she's walking down <laughs> the street. This guy going, called Glenn McGrath. <laughs> that I like. I, I like that people, story. Yeah. I like yeah, that story. People be telling, ooh, ah, Glenn McGrath. She said, oh, you know, lots of people, ooh, don't you? Ah, Glenn McGrath. <laughs> ooh, ah, Glenn McGrath. I know yeah, it. You know mm, it. Oh, my mm, goodness. I know it. Um, and yeah. yeah, I like to hear that because um, you, you you think sometimes that people, you know, young ladies chase the famous people, but I, yeah, I, I she think... she had no idea. I reckon so. that's fantastic. No, I didn't have a clue who it was. But, um, yeah, you know, we just became the best of friends all the time and it was just really... She wrote the book and the book was then, you know, giving people hope who'd gone through breast cancer like her, young, young girls, old girls, whatever. And... Um, some, a proceed from the, the book was going to go to a charity. So this is the very first time she said to me, Trace, do you want to start a charity? I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I, I want to start a charity and I want to give back. She said, but selfishly, if we start this charity, she said, you know what? We can spend time together and not feel guilty. And what she meant by that is now we were married <laughs> and we had children. Yeah. And, we, you know, our friendship came second to everything else. Yep. And it was that important to us, but... You know, as mothers do, you know, as parents do, the kids come first. And even while we were on tour together, you know, it's just really hard. So she said, if we start this charity and we do this together, we never have to feel guilty. And she brought the, te- the tagline, together we can make a difference. And that yes. was what she thought we could do. Um, so that was when she was in remission. But what unfortunately happened in 2003, she was re-diagnosed. So that meant the breast cancer had metastasized, which meant it left the site of diagnosis, which was a breast, and it yep. was now in a bone. Yeah. Um, and what changed everything about the charity was the fact that this time when she went to have chemotherapy, she wouldn't let us go with her, and our phone call came, and I actually felt like she'd not had treatment because she was so happy. And I knew her after chemotherapy wasn't happy. She was usually really tired or sick. And um, I asked her, she not been? And she said, I did. And today I met an angel. She said, She's wow. going to change our life. And I said, why? Because I know what we need to do. We need to raise funds for breast care nurses and we need to make sure every person experiencing breast cancer feels the way I do today after spending time with my, bre- with my breast care nurse. And that is why the McGrath Foundation exists. And that is why we raise funds for breast care nurses because she had access with no nurse and with a nurse and wanted to make a difference for families' yeah. lives in Australia. Yeah, amazing. It's amazing. So uh, it's incredible. I'm, I'm just like sitting here tearing up yeah, right now. You are I just because I know that that feeling of, um, you know, of course, with myself having a mother and a sister that that went through mm-hmm. breast cancer without a, a breast care nurse, and then mm-hmm. myself and my elder sister having uh, the McGrath Foundation nurse, which is why I'm so passionate about it. Of course, Tracy, as you know, but mm-hmm. um, the difference between not having one and having one is mm-hmm. there are no words to describe it really. No. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. You cannot possibly have breast cancer and not have a McGrath nurse. What does mm-hmm. a McGrath nurse do? They, oh gosh, how do you describe it, Tracy? Really, they they make you feel alive. They give you hope. I suppose is is the other thing as well. And they they don't only look after you, but they look after your family as well. Would that be right, Tracy, in saying that? Yeah, that's right. And and the beauty is that they're completely free, and you self refer, so you don't need your oncologist or your yep. oncologist or your GP. But, um, I mean, I hear, I mean, obviously, Gianni, you know more than I do, but um, I only know from people like you and, you know, families who have that free support, how grateful they are. But she, she acts like a patient's advocate. So she will, you know, answer all the questions or if she doesn't know, she will go and find all the questions, answers to the questions that the patient or the family needs. Yeah. She has access to all the support because, as you know, when a diagnosis impacts um, a patient and a family, it's not just about the diagnosis you know i heard recently very recent that a young girl 26 in victoria has been diagnosed with breast cancer oh, and she's wow. 10 weeks pregnant oh. so oh katie's got breast cancer but she's also pregnant with a baby yeah. so the impact yeah. of that yeah. on the family so the breast care nurse helps with that and you know not only helps with 
um, decisions that need to be made and support that need to be and different types of treatment. And she's there to help with all that, but also things like transport, getting to the hospital, you know, finances. She's just there. She's a whole gamut of knowledge and support for mm. the, for the whole family. They, and oh, she certainly like are. And, and just when you see them at your window, it's like, oh, my God, you know, there's that sigh mm. of relief because your, your breast care nurse mm. is there to sort of mm-hmm. to help yeah. you and you can cry with them, you can laugh with them, you can yeah. sort of, you know, do everything, I guess. And they, as you said, they do everything for you as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. So there's actually yeah, one here in Burnie. Yeah, Tracy Beatty. Absolute uh, Tracy legend. Beattie, how beautiful is she doing? Oh, how she's like a little she? pocket rocket, isn't she? Oh, I love wow. her. So gosh, amazing. Gosh, gosh, She's she, amazing. She'll be yeah. out for her uh, daily run and you'll just see her at your window in her little pink <laughs> get-up and her little pink sand shoes and just checking on you to see how you are on a Sunday. You know, that's the sort of things that uh, the McGrath nurses do. They're very passionate. And, uh, you know, you said earlier, Tracy, we need those funds to keep these McGrath nurses here. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, we do. So, tra- yeah, we do. Tra- uh, Tracy, um, the second time Jane you know, got diagnosed in 2003, um, is it okay yeah. to ask from diagnosis till the day that, that she left us, was that a long yeah. period of time? Well, she was re-diagnosed as I said, in 2003, but what happened then is in 2006, she was uh, diagnosed once again and oh, the breast time. cancer had now travelled to her brain. Oh. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, on the 22nd of June, 2008, so nearly two years from the, that diagnosis, she passed away. Um, now, you know, I was very lucky, and this sounds strange, some people go, I don't understand what you mean, but I spent, I was really lucky to spend the last couple of weeks with Jane. Yeah. And, you know, have conversations that a lot of people would find very hard, but I found very I just got so much from it because not only were we having very difficult conversations, but we're also, I was making promises to her yeah, and making sure yeah. that she felt comfortable, you know, no, obviously before she passed. And those conversations were about being a godmother to Holly and James and that no matter what, her biggest thing, because they were only six and eight, would be that they, they would forget her. And I said, yeah, no, they babies. will never forget me. No way. Um, Look at you. <laughs> no way. But not only, I'm, I don't keep that. It's just the whole of Australia who helped keep that. Yeah. But also, you know, she was um, she was just really wanting to make sure that no matter what you do, please continue with what we started. And, you know, please, one day I hope that we can make sure that every family has access to a nurse. And I made all these promises to her. So... Even though she's not here to see, you know, that we've got 151 nurses, we supported almost 90,000 families. I know that she would be so proud of this. 190,000 families with those 151 nurses. That is incredible. Wasn't like I know I said before, you know, only 151, but when you say it like that, oh. that is yeah. huge. They must be under yeah. the pump. So that's yeah. huge. Yep. So, yeah, and her thing was that just to help, if she could help one family, she would share a story and, yeah. you know, do what she needed to do. Yeah. Um, so she'd be really proud of where we're at. Yeah, but I know she'd so also proud. be saying, don't stop, Trace, because there's still families who don't have access to yeah. a nurse. So that's yeah. what's really important. Yeah. So this is your uh, this is your uh, your continued role and you'll continue to do this for as long as you can? And mm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like one of my children, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like it more than my children someday. Oh. <laughs> and... and- <laughs> And and so, I mean, talk about pressure. Um, you know, you started this foundation, or you know, with your with your best friend, and I guess really, still, the foundation was very much in its infancy when when you lost Jane. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how how did you find the passion and the the want? I mean, I know you made the promises to Jane, and mm-hmm. but but how did how does how does someone when they've lost you know, the integral part of their, their engine. They've lost their soulmate. How, how do you continue? How, what, what do you say to you? How did you get yourself up in the morning and say, right, I'm just going to keep doing this? Well, I've got to be honest with you. When she first passed, obviously I agreed. It was Glenn and I just sat together and we just, it, can you imagine? It was just heartbreaking. Yeah. The worst thing was having to see him go and talk to Holly and James and yeah. explain what was happening. It was heartbreaking. But, you know, we both made promises to her. So for us, every day to be at the foundation, every day to be traveling in Australia, meeting those people yeah. like Eugene who fundraised for us and being able to say thank you and share the story. Every day, you know, meeting people who 
uh, our breast care nurses make a lot of difference to their lives. I feel connected to her. So people yeah. used to say to me, oh, it must be really difficult. I say, no, that's where I get my energy from. Yeah. That's where I get, you know, the passion from because I know how important it was for her. So I feel like I'm on a crusade and the rest of Australia are helping me, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. and what we And it's do. so wonderful, isn't it, seeing all the, you know, the pink test and the, the pink yeah. stumps day we had at schools the other day and, the, of course, the Pink Up Your Town initiative. It's just, it's so wonderful to see a sea of pink, all you know, all around Australia throughout the whole year, really. I mean, McGrath yeah. Foundation has, is probably one of the biggest names, biggest organisations Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That question. Absolutely. Everyone knows... Um, you know, I know the local football club, Penguin uh, Football mm, Club. You know, yep. they they wear pink guernseys and um, and you know do the fundraising, and uh, I, I think it's amazing. And and yeah, uh, I guess that it was a very public case of cancer. Uh, so, yeah. which is still very fresh in a lot of people's minds. I'm sure yeah. of it. Um, I, I can remember, and um, you know, Glenn McGrath, uh, you know, an awesome cricketer, and and he yeah. seemed like a, a really awesome bloke. So, um, you know, it it, it it was well publicised, and uh, yeah. but it was such. It, it, it's a good message, and it's a it, it's a good organisation, and I know that. Um, I know the work that G does down here, and um, she's obviously very very passionate about it. And if you've got you know, multitudes of G's around Australia. I think your uh, your <laughs> your foundation's <laughs> heading in the right direction because I mean, I, I think it's amazing. You know, when you've got a fourteen million dollar budget, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, and can I ask? Can I ask? Did you actually have any experience in business or anything like that before? I mean, what sort of what were you trained to be when you left school? Did you, education wise, did you have a career yourself, or is this? Yeah. Marketing, but I don't think it was about that. I think it was no. more about the fact that we had the passion, yeah, and the empathy and yeah. the drive. Yeah. That's all it is, you know. I look at absolutely. I look at people say, "How how did you get going?" I said, "You know, we got going because we rolled the past leaves. We the love for each other, the friendship yeah. that we've got, yeah. and the passion to help others. And you know what? We were happy to yeah. have frank and yeah. open conversations That's with people. Exactly, we're right. happy to yep. say, "Help us, please." You know, yep. and, and reach people on a on a personal level, yep. you might be speaking to, you know, the head of marketing at some massive big corporation, but if you just forget their title and you connect with them as yep. a person yep. and you get them to help, and especially if you've got mutual benefits. So, yeah. you know, if you're working in business, we know what business is. We both got it. We're both, we're both a business. Yep. So for us, it was all about mutual benefits, you know, respect, transparency. And that's how we built the McGrath Foundation yep. by being human. And also not only that, internally the staff making sure that they feel connected to the mission making sure that everyone can lead from their seats which means they've got the autonomy to do their job they've got their the autonomy to fail and if they fail they learn from it so i think it, it's a level of you know being leaders but being human and i think that's what and also having what we do is very tangible yeah so you know we can show where your dollar's gone we can show you the difference and we can introduce yeah. you to the amazing breast care nurse who's changing lives every day. All those qualities you talk about about being human, um, mm-hmm. having having empathy, um, and yeah. and and you know, uh, empathy is is so important, and I I think empathy is lost on a lot of people these days. Yep. Um, yep. But being able to connect and empowering and trusting your teammates um, to get yep. out there and do it. You know, I um. And I was listening to a, a gentleman today, and I wrote down these four words that, um, and it, you know, they'll write the words down: belief, um, thoughts, mm-hmm. action, results. Um, if mm-hmm. you believe you can do it, and then you know your beliefs will control your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts drive your actions, and that's where you get your results. And if you believe that you can go out there and get three hundred yes. of these breast care nurses, and your team believes it, and it's what you think yeah. about, it will happen. Well, the McGrath Foundation is living proof of that. Absolutely. It started really by is, one, woman, one woman who wanted to share her story to make yep. a difference. And she yep. asked oh. a friend to start look with what her. she's done. And then, yeah, and look what she's done and look what she continues to do with like wonderful people like you, G. And oh, I know it's, you're I, wonderful. I know you want to hear this. No, don't you stop. Ah. Stop me. But, you know, the drive and the passion that you have, not only to help charities, but I know for kids and the stuff that you do for you know in your local community is amazing, and even when 
you know, you came on online and heard me talking about the toughness for COVID for the McGrath Foundation. You just rolled up your sleeve and you just thought of different ways of how to fundraise for us and you inspired other people. So I just want to come back to you and say thank you so much. And thank you to the community of Bernie who do such wonderful things for the McGrath Foundation. Everyone does their little bit and pinks up Bernie because of, you know, because of you, G, being the driver. But we're so grateful. And I know my friend Jane would just love you, G, and she would just love the community that are supporting the foundation because we can't do it without you. We just simply can't. She's amazing, isn't she? And you uh, cry, she Jane. Thank you so much. Having I'm, a bit of a sniffle. I am. Um, I am having a bit of a sniffle because but, it's um pretty amazing. But I wouldn't have it any other way. No, nah, everything you said. Is one hundred percent true. You can hear me sniffing. I'm like, yeah, cry- no. I'm actually crying right now. Yeah. But I just, um, you know, Jane, uh, uh, Jane was called you, Jane. Um, Tracy, thank you so much for those really lovely words. And I, of course, I am very passionate about it. And you know, it was an honour for me to get you here last year to Bernie to see our town and even the little beautiful little town of Penguin with the little penguin oh, I suit on. I love Penguin. Um, but for I you to come here was a, you know, it was a, it was a massive thing. And uh, I remember when I said to Tracy Beatty, you know, we had the pink up ball. But you couldn't have this year, mm-hmm. of course, due to COVID. But I said yeah. to Tracy Beatty, who is it that you want me to get to come and be our guest speaker? And she said, I really admire um, you, Tracy Bevan. And, and she said, mm-hmm. but you'll never be able to get her. She's too busy. And I said, do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, through the help of, of all sorts of things. And, um, we, you know, we got you here. And it was incredible. And I was lucky enough, of course, to, to get to know you and, and be friends with you. And I'm eternally grateful mm-hmm. for that. I hope you no, come no, back no. to Bernie too. Yes, she is. Next oh, year we'll I'm, get you here next year. Whether I get invited or not, I'm coming. You oh, are. Yes, fantastic. you are. Next year's Pink <laughs> Up Bernie. Do, do you like a red? I don't actually drink. You I never have. Oh, wow. I never drank. I See, like you're the only like... one, Grant. God damn. <laughs> I'll buy you a bottle of Mount Franklin when you come yeah. down. Perfect. Yeah. You get a um, one, I throw a yeah. lemon in it, I'm, I'm yours. <laughs> done, done. Now, one thing about G, uh, Tracy, is is that that I really admire is G doesn't do it for G. G does it for everybody else. No, well, and um, and you know, there's there's, there's absolutely there's no um, no nothing that G does is is, is um, about you know fattening our own pockets or or ego. It's all about doing good for the community and good for people that need it. And oh, uh, she draws on draws on personal experience, and I admire that as well, which is why I'm doing this podcast with her. Uh, partly. Oh, God, partly. someone bring me the tissues, you guys. Now, no, but, much. you know, that's why, people, that's why people will resonate and people will do things for Absolutely. you. Because yep. when, when yep. you know someone's doing something for the – Greater good and not yep. for themselves. Absolutely, yeah, you're people absolutely right. People will help you. Yeah, people absolutely. will want to get involved. It's exactly what you're involved. doing as well, Tracy. So, yeah. you know, it's exactly yeah, the that, same thing. The so, that's altruism. Right. All yep. about altruism. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the gift of giving. Exactly. Yeah, the gift yep, of giving. Exactly. Absolutely. So, what's next for for you, Tracy? What's what's coming up next for the McGrath Foundation? And and you got some big plans for us. I'll just let G compose herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's next is the pink test. Yes, I'm so excited. It's going to be very dif- well. Yeah, it's going to be very different this year. It was all over the papers yesterday. You probably saw on my Instagram today. Yes, that, um, Glenn's not going to be there for the first That's time right. this year because of COVID. It's going to be very different. So we're going to be impacted that way. But we've decided. Yeah. You know what? This is the McGrath Foundation team. I just love them. Yeah, uh, led what, what's by happening our, instead? Our Holly. Well, because, you know, we, we still don't know the full details at the moment because it's, you know, still starting sort of trying to sort it out with the government and Cricket Australia, but it won't be the same because we cannot have our volunteers in the crowd. So that's oh. going to have a huge impact. Oh, right. That is a massive Which, impact. Yeah. We can't do anything on the ground. So normally we do the pink silk and we unveil yeah. it of Jane. Normally there's Holly, James, myself and Glenn who go on the field and shake the player's hand and take their pink cap. We can't do any of that. So we're, we're just looking at ways that we okay. can do it. So you know what I mean? So we're thinking of really fun ways that we can get people involved. So we're looking at people doing their own fundraiser at home or at work and, you know, posting it online. Well, there's been more details about it. So, But this year, Glenn's gone to India because, you know, basically we can't, I don't even know if I'll be at the ground yet because um, we don't know what media will look like. 
So yeah, it's, it's so different, different, isn't it? It's a, be a totally different. different pink test because it's a really, it's a massive event, and I, I love yeah. seeing all the the waves of pink. It's just incredible. Yeah, well. Maybe we might We're have to do something down here, G. Yeah, I think we should. Hmm. God love you, Tasmania. Um, yeah. I, I could wear pink. <laughs> yes, you can wear pink. I've got my whole whole McGrath kit. We can we can do something crazy. I'm terrible at yeah. cricket, though. I'll just like to point that out, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> Watch the cricket, you know, pink up your house, have a yeah, people we, around. Yeah, we'll do something. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Glenn's gone to India. Um, but he's still going to do things online with us, but we just don't know what it looks like at the moment. I mean, do you know what? I thought last year was a nightmare because of the fires. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yes. little did we know, two months later, after yep. the pink test, We'd be hit by COVID, yeah. and now look at you know. It's been crazy, and fundraising has certainly been a lot harder this year. Oh. And I think it was more about awareness, which we certainly did, and, and everyone across Australia yeah. did. But I'm hoping, country's been building. fingers crossed, that next year we can get back yeah. into the fundraising and get the funds that we need uh, for the McGrath Foundation. Yeah. I think we, I think we can. Of course, I think we can. We can. can I just yeah. say though, every single do- so people say to me, "Oh, you know, it's, we've not raised as much this year." And for me, it's like to be able to raise anything. We are That's grateful right. for. Absolutely grateful. Every dollar is powerful. Yep, it every certainly is. Every dollar, when it goes in the pot, you know, that $14 million pot that we need to find every year for the program, that's helping us close that gap. So, you know, please, every dollar will make a difference. And yes, every it will. dollar we are in. Get online, get on the for. website, buy yeah. a cap, buy a T-shirt, mm. buy the Pink Stumps kit. There's so much on the website. So people can get yeah. on there at any time and, you know, and support the McGrath Foundation and become a sponsor and, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it's all year round. Our it's not just... fundraising event. That's yeah, right. fundraising event. with Pink Up Your Town. Yes, get involved with Pink Up Your Town, wherever you are. It'd be great to see all the towns along the northwest coast, actually, of Tasmania, yeah. where we are pink completely up. That would be a goal of mine, I think, to see a sea of pink along the coastline of Tassie. Wouldn't that How be cool? How amazing would that be? Yeah, let's do it. But let's you know what? I think Pink Up Your Town would be a great way, especially when COVID's gone and we all come out. You know what I mean? It's like all coming out and pinking up the town. But not just about the McGrath Foundation, but showing your local community who That's are right. experiencing breast cancer, yep. your support, and just having a good time again. Absolutely. Yeah. Tracy, this has been wonderful. I could talk, You could talk to Tracy all night. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, look, I'm looking... you throw me off. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing a nice uh, cool bottle of Mount Franklin together and having a good old yeah, chat. Sparkling. Yeah, sparkling, sparkling for you. Sparkling. We're definitely going to get you back for any the uh, Pink Up Gala Ball <laughs> next year. There's no question about that. We'll one book you perfect. in nice and early. One piece of wisdom yeah. you can you can give us. What, what's one message you can say to our listeners? Um, because this podcast is all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things, and we think you're quite extraordinary in, in what you do. Oh, so you. so what's one, one little bit of advice you can give? Um, anything off the top of your head. My advice would be live every single day to how you want to be, not the way you think people think you should be. You know, live your true authentic life and be happy. Because yes. my best friend taught me a lesson who passed away at 42. But not only that, start checking your bloody breasts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Check your, your boobies. All your mammograms. Yeah. Yep. That, men too. Word. Men, oh. as you said before, yeah. Grant, men and, that's you know, right. women. So absolutely check them. Yeah, five women oh. a day. Fifty-five yeah. women a day are diagnosed too many. with breast yep. cancer, yep. and 167 men a year. So I need you checking your breasts. I need you going for your checkups. But I need you to live a happy life, an authentic life to you, because life is incredibly short. So why not be happy? Yeah, I That's couldn't agree advice, with that any more. Thank, Thank you, you, Tracy. I could talk to you for hours. We could talk to you for hours. No, I could. We need a two-hour podcast, I think. Both of this hour thing. I'll come back again. Yeah, absolutely. We would love you to come back again. I'll tell you what, when you do come back, you know, actually in Tassie, uh, uh, yeah, we'll next be year oh, we'll, we'll, we'll yes. have you in the in the studio here, but um, yeah, but we'll get you back on and um, and uh, I'm serious about buying you that that bottle of sparkling, but I'd, I I would like <laughs> to actually meet you in person, and I look forward yeah. to it. And is there anything we can do here to promote anything that the McGrath yeah. Foundation does? Absolutely, 100. percent We will share that with our listeners. That's our our growing listeners. 
we are uh, we are actually getting quite, know, a, quite a few, incredible. which is amazing. I think we might become famous. We, you never know. We could have our own <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia page. But uh, just, I really want that Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just, have to have it now. Just just don't forget to uh, mention to the uh, daughter's ex who's the yeah. manager. You know, um, <laughs> wink, wink. Not, I not know these guys. They're going to yeah. be really good YouTubers. I don't know what we're actually going to do on YouTube, but no, no who knows? It's just just, just going to take more. Have a look at what's out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. God we damn. do comedy stints or my, something like my, my son watches people play games on YouTube. Yeah, see, that does I not just me. Don't, don't get that. No, I don't get that. I, no. Oh, well, let me tell you, yours, he would be very happy because all the people that my daughter, her best friends are, they're all the biggest gamers in Australia. They are, oh, really? Aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. God. Yes, I'm going to be telling him, you that. Laser beam, and he'll go, <laughs> Laser beam. Laser beam, yeah. yep. Yeah, and they on Twitch as well. They got Twitch is another yeah, big platform. On She's on now Twitch. Oh. What is what even is Twitch? Is that something that you do with it, your it, eyes? It, it, it is to me. It's, it's, <laughs> it, it, Twitch is a social no. media platform oh, for, social for media gamers. Platform. For gamers, oh, okay. and they just no, it, it's actually streaming. So it's a live stream. stream so live streaming oh, service. Okay. Yeah, Olivia sings, talks, plays games. Yeah. All right. Okay. I don't know anything about gaming, so that's no. new to me. But that's no. incredible, isn't it? You don't realise how many how big of a another world, world it is. We're showing our ages, guys. It's I another know. world. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I like your message and, and I agree. We all need to live our best life and we need to be authentic to ourselves and to, to yep. others. Um, live yep. a life with no bullshit and um, be and be, be kind. kind to people. Oh, thank, thank you for you. saying that. I'm saying thank yeah. you as well. Be kind. Oh. That's all it takes. You've got nothing nice kind. to say. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yep. just be kind. Because you yep. never be know kind. what battle someone's got. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Absol- absolutely. Going yes. You know that one comment that you make yep. on social media could be the comment that ends yeah. someone's life. Thanks for saying that, Tracy. Because exactly. I think that really mm. hits in home uh, at the moment. That be kind. It's yeah. really important, and it's just it's a really simple gesture. It's not yeah. hard. It's no. not no, hard. It's not. No. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. So thank much, you darling. And love you. Talk to you. Bernie. Oh, Honestly, well. thank you for what you're doing for the McGrath Foundation. Oh. You're an amazing community. I'm so grateful, and I really look forward to coming and seeing you all again. Can't oh, wait to can't see you. Can't wait, Tracy. Can't wait to see Mr. you. Lots. Take care. Thank Thanks, you, Tracy. Tracy. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. What an absolute champion she is. I was about to put the... You were going to clap, were you? Were you going to do the clapping sound? I was just going to do the crickets and the silence then. Oh, okay, right. Finish that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I just wanted to do it. I didn't get the time. Um, What a fantastic lady. She is Um, such an incredible woman. And, and of course, I was crying there because she's so... Um, you know, and, and even her saying those things to well, me, she speaks from the heart. So I was going to let this and, go oh. so you could just have a moment oh, to wipe, wipe the eyes. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, no, it was okay. very impressive. But um, she's an incredible lady and she's doing – what is that? That's a sad trombone. Oh, my goodness. No, she is a, she's an incredible lady and um, and that was amazing, G. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. We just do everything we can from the McGrath Foundation, and well, we are we pretty strong here in Burnie. I mean, we picked up the council chambers. We had a pink boardwalk. Mm. We had lots of things pink. So uh, we just want to see it, you know, Australia wide, and just support the McGrath oh, Foundation yeah. as much as We've we can. We've got a lot to live up, uh, live up yeah. to after this uh, this podcast. That was insane. Absolutely um, insane. Boy, we've been we've been lucky. We've had some fantastic we've been all so five lucky. of our guests, and uh, look, I just hope we can really keep this up. And please, if you are We've enjoying got a really our podcast, good guest in a couple of weeks, yes, we do. We're Haven't not we? going. We're not Say, say who it is, but okay. um, I'm oh, very I, excited because this person is well, coming into the studio I, as well. I, I'm excited too. I, yeah. I, I do have to uh, make a confession to her. Do you really? Well, well so you, you know just, it's a female. You just said that it's a her. I was yep, I have point. to make a confession to this person. Okay. Um, and uh, just because um, I, I said something, and I felt guilty about it for, for many, oh, many, many years. Nothing, nothing nasty, but um, she, this lady, proved me wrong in okay. my thoughts. So uh, there you go. It's a female. We'll leave it at that. She'll be in here. Okay. We're I'm gonna. Excited. 
Next week we're going to have another exciting guest. Yep, we certainly are. So we're and just getting uh, some incredible people in. So yeah, um, you know, thank you all for listening as well. It's been a, a great five weeks so far. And we've got many more to come. Please give us that five star rating because it does help us. Yeah, and, it certainly does. And Joe and I really do want to take this platform as far as we can. Yep. So uh, you know, we thank you very, very, very much, um, G. Is that, uh, is that it for us? That's it for us for another week. So take care, guys, and we'll be back in a week's time. Well, we will. We will. In one week. In one week. See you then. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.